You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network for our continued coverage here of your favorite show ever, Total Drama Island. We're back to cover more episodes, more goodness. Uh, we're here to talk about all the the nut shots, the the lazy energy of teammates, the the bruises, the pain, the agony. We're here to talk uh, everything, sleep problems that you may still be having and everything in between uh we are here to talk about episode four total drama island continuing our coverage and i'm rossi and i'm gonna bring dinner to the table and i'm gonna eat it and my name is colin welcome to loserville population three and i'm jared and if you're gonna be a psycho at least be an athletic psycho (laughs) so uh one thing before we even get started one thing you did tease um was that one of these episodes that we watched in a chunk was your episode. And I'm just going to bet that it was this one. So I know anything about you. You love when people are in pain. And so (laughs) I just figure with all the dodgeball and everything that this would be the episode. Am I wrong? Well, yes, you're wrong. (laughs) You'll have to Uh, wait till next week to find out uh, why I love the other one. That's what I said. I feel like you're you're all about the people in pain, so I thought this would be right up your alley. <laughs> but close. I mean, you had a fifty-fifty shot. Um, how did the in your in the uh, what is it? Total Drum Island Virgin that you are. Um, how does this episode rank in your in the ranking of the first three we've seen? Like, how does it stack? <sighs> oh, I have a feeling I'm about to really disappoint Rossi. Um. I felt like this was pretty much it was pretty much the same episode as last week. Um, like it was all one challenge. It was the same joke, and I don't know. It didn't really work for me. I mean, again, it's it's perfectly enjoyable. It's fairly entertaining, but it was. Uh, I don't think we got enough of what I wanted. We didn't get enough progression to the story. And it just felt too much like last week's episode, except with, you know, a, a little less people falling asleep and a little bit more people getting hit in the face. Uh, maybe, Jared, like, uh, maybe you could, like, help explain it better. No, no. <laughs> help. In, help. I, you're like, maybe, Jared, you could help sway it in my favor. <laughs> one thing I'm thinking is, like, this is a, like, if we're think, talking in terms of, like, understanding its Survivor-esque ways, you know, we have smaller casts, we have relatively simple challenges you know endurance there's not too much going on and so like i think that sometimes in seeing the australian version there's episodes where things really just nothing happens and i feel like this is in that same tone and so maybe jared relate to that yeah i do feel we didn't get a whole lot outside of the challenge um but that being said this is from memory um one of my favorite challenges of the season I just think it's so much fun. I'm fine with the whole focus being um, the challenge. I do agree we didn't get any progression in terms of strategy or any kind of new pairings or groupings of people working together, but I feel like this was a real uh, breakout episode uh, for a couple of characters, particularly I think Harold across this episode and then next week's episode is kind of his two real breakout episodes where he really comes to the forefront as one of the uh, main characters at this point in the season. I think we just settled i think it just settles everything that we learned last week um you know the formation of the alliance and that sort of like really comes into play in these 
next two episodes for sure. And I think that just kind of some of the sum of the things that are to come, I think that um, we start seeing a little bit of Cody's interest in Gwen and and some stuff like that. And Lindsay and Tyler's relationship really progressing. I think that was probably the biggest uh, thing that happened from this episode. I think in terms of outside of the challenge, I think that was the biggest thing that came uh, and a bit of some strategy going on with the other team, the killer Bassett. Now they're not going to tribal council and stuff like that. So maybe not the most thrilling in terms of development, but I think, I feel like it would be a really enjoyable episode standalone. I feel like if you're just like, let me watch an episode of Total Drama Island. I'll watch this one. It's just really enjoyable, fun challenge, crazy antics. Like people get hurt. You know, there's fun moments. I feel like a decent episode on its own. Would you not say, Colin? Uh, yeah, again, there's it's it's perfectly enjoyable. But I just and and maybe by the end of the season, I'll look back and be like, oh, now I really see how every, all the seeds were planted in this one game of dodgeball. But like, it's it's just it's too similar to the, to like this is two episodes back to back that are really just doing the exact same thing. And you know, I, I'm sure people listening to this have already seen the episode, so I'm not going to spoil it. But I get what they were doing with the vote out at the end, like you know the the humor in that, but it just sort of played flat and was just disappointing, you know. I think there are times where like the vote outs are kind of obvious. I think we've talked about that for the first three vote outs. It's been kind of clear cut who's been going to be eliminated and stuff like that. And so I think that sometimes these storylines don't really necessarily have to go anywhere. I think it can be just kind of contained in this episode. Um, I feel like we see that on reality TV in general too. Sometimes, you know, we see on survivor alliances that really go nowhere, um, but they build it and they're like, Oh, this is important. This is important, but it doesn't really do anything. So I think that this might be one of those moments. Um, It does still break my heart that you don't like this episode as much, um, but I'll deal. Um, yeah, and in terms of the actual episode, I think that there's some stuff that we could definitely talk about that has benefits. I think that, um, like Jared said, Harold really coming into his own these this episode and then definitely the next one after this, um, especially with him, uh, his cliche character being the, the nerd. He keeps everyone up at night, and then he wakes up with the... Because uh, he snores. Yes, he's the snorer who wakes up with a, a pen-drawn mustache. Um, and takes it in stride because he loves it. Um, but not everyone loves it, especially Duncan, who was up for, what, three days straight for the last challenge. And you can see that him and Gwen are still feeling the effects of not being able to sleep too well over the couple of days that who knows how long has passed in between challenges. But uh, stuff stuff like that going on. And, you know, we see Heather and the group forming their alliance, although very bold talking about it in front of everyone. Um don't quite question I question that strategy uh, and then taunting the people and then Gwen gets a face full of oatmeal or whatever in the at the table when she's barely alive uh, and that's kind of all the lead up to the challenge um, and the challenge is not too much other than it's a game of dodgeball uh, I'm not I haven't played dodgeball in a long time so the rules of it were very strange to me with the rules of dodgeball <laughs> Uh, There's I a ball that, and you dodge it. Isn't that confusing? I didn't know that. The, well, maybe I, maybe I thought this was made up for the show, but like the if you get block the ball with your ball and your you drop it, you're out. I like did not know that that was a rule. Mm-hmm. And, and if you catch the uh, uh, the ball, or if somebody catches your ball, 
Yeah. I mean, I knew those rules. I just didn't know that, like, you'd knock your ball out of your hand and you're out. That seems like a... I don't know. It seems like something made up. I'm curious, though, because you said I haven't played dodgeball in a long time. I don't think anybody plays dodgeball past the age of, like, what, eight or nine? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's different in your guys' countries. But, like, were were either of you decent at dodgeball? Because I was terrible. I was definitely like like Cody, so. I feel like I was average. Um, Maybe, (laughs) like, a DJ level of um, skill. See, I would have been a great dodgeball stuntman. I mean, my talent is not dodging a ball. It's taking a hit and making it look as spectacular as possible. Like, if I got hit in the face with a dodgeball, I'd find a way to do, like, a triple backwards somersault and, you know, a uh, handstand or something like that. Like, that that's that's stupid. I want to play stuntman dodgeball. <laughs> but I was, oh, I, I think I was probably always, almost always one of the first ones. I was like, all right, everybody throw it a call and he can't dodge anything. If you had to... Um, pinpoint who out of the cast would be your like volleyball player like who do you most identify with in terms of the cast just in this challenge yeah based on what we saw in the challenge in the episode who do you be like that is kind of similar to how I am (laughs) um probably Duncan (laughs) Jaren I think it's yeah, like the middle of the field. Like I said, like a uh, a DJ or I don't know somebody who's amongst it, but's not great and has, I suppose, a couple of moments of uh, getting people out. Oh, we got to hear what Rossi's is. <laughs> to be honest, like the the truthful <laughs> answer is probably Noah. So <laughs> <laughs> I just would be like, uh, I don't want to do this, and just not want to do it. Uh-huh. But nobody knows how good you are then, at least. Like, yeah, potentially, Noah could have been amazing at dodgeball. Um, at least you're not, like, the Tyler of the group. Yeah, I have some skills. I just They just don't apply to that specific game. I'll be Kristen and not play the game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the rules are very hard. As Lindsay once articulated <laughs> that she was having trouble um, understanding them. Uh, to which Noah mocked, but um, yeah, and so I don't know how we want to quite discuss the episode in terms of it, but there was essentially a survivor style match where there was first to three wins, um, and the killer bass had an amazing upset, and they came back from two nothing, and there was some great all star players like Cody's amazing science that he did with the static electricity and the. <laughs> like the boomerang ball that like came back um tyler who just like continuously like fails (laughs) the tyler like when he spins the tornado and like hits everyone except for like someone on the team uh and then they keep like giving him the balls like some reason they're like okay we're gonna go your strategy even though you're like not good um like Gwen going in and then she gets hit immediately and then gets brought right back out again. Uh, you know, getting Duncan to play was a big deal of the game. You know, he was asleep. So the strategy of trying to get him to play, even though he doesn't want to, and, you know, Courtney's strategic influence of trying to say, if we lose, you're going home and stuff like that. So a bit of strategy and then going on. Rush the new guy. But <laughs> mm. you didn't play that is that is that only American or Canadian? That should be Canadian, Colin. You should know that. 
What rush the new guy? Yeah, it's it is a Canadian show, so they should you should know that up from yeah. where you're from. <laughs> yeah, we're very vicious at dodgeball. <laughs> well, you said you'd play like him, so I don't I don't know what's foreign here to you. Oh no, I, it's not the rush the new guy part. It's the I don't want to play this, so I'm gonna sleep. You know, <laughs> wake me when it's over, guys. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't really even throw the ball, I think, from any of the shots that I remember. So uh, mm. definitely the uh, team manager approach or the coordinator kind of role. Oh. And then really it's just a lot of ba- dodgeball back and forth. People get hit. Cody takes shots for Gwen. Uh, this is why I'm confused where you guys are like, oh, I think this is a classic challenge. Yes, yeah, so there's a lot of dodgeball. They throw a ball. Somebody gets hit. Ball gets thrown back. They get hit. Like, isn't this all this episode has? What more could you want? <laughs> I'll just stay tuned for next week. <laughs> I think it's something that's better enjoyed, like, visually explained. I think, like, auditory... Um, like recapping and like oh this play and this like it's hard to to go in depth it's not something that's like super complex or anything like that so i think it's a little bit hard to just like oh this happened and this happened it's it's like wow funny you say that jared and i have commentated before uh (laughs) olympic sports i'm sure we could have made something out of this jared what would have been what would have been your commentary for something like dodgeball or dodge brawl sorry um Oh, it's hard because it can't be a mogul, 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 mogul. But I suppose <laughs> it's gotta be. Uh, yeah, what, what, dodge, what, dodge, what dodge, 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 <laughs> throw, throw, throw. Um, <laughs> I think you. No, I think you have to go more into the gymnastics commentary in terms of like, oh, that's an impressive catch, and that's a three-quarter turn there uh, with the ball <laughs> released on the third rotation. Um, 0.5 deduction uh, for hitting their own teammate. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it, it would have been a, a lot more difficult than moguls to uh, commentate. Ooh, bare minimum, 9-volt electric charge on that ball. What were some of the like standout moments for you, Colin, watching this? Like, What were things that, like, oh, I like that, or, or that was like, oh, that was weird? Uh, well, just the line, first rule of dodgeball, don't talk about dodgeball, that was great. <laughs> Um, but like, honestly, the, I, I will say the twist on the end of this challenge, you know, with Harold just being absolutely brilliant with his ballet skills or whatever it was, um, the, the matrix dodge thing he did was a little too much. I think that that got, I don't know what, what year did this come out in 2007? Maybe. Yeah. Let's say 2007. I mean, I feel like the matrix, bullet time parodies were sort of overdone. I mean, Matrix came out, you know, 1999. I think those were kind of overdone by the end of 1999. So <laughs> uh, could have done without that. But I mean, just the twist of him being the one to save them in the challenge was great. Um, you know, s- some of the stuff with uh, you know, Owen getting really way too amped up for nothing was great. Uh, I-, I just, I liked, um, who was it? Was it, uh who was it? There was somebody who, like, uh, you thought they were going to be incredibly strong in the challenge, and they just completely cacked it, like, right at the beginning. Tyler? Question mark? Was it Tyler? <laughs> Let's say it was Tyler. everybody, not on his team. <laughs> there, there you go. That's exactly what I was thinking of. But, I, I mean, I, I like that, 
it was different from what you expected. I mean, I think, I think if there's one thing this episode has over the previous one, the previous one, it was just sort of like, what other ways can we have somebody fall asleep? Whereas we get a little bit more out of the people's characters with how they played this game and a little bit of surprises from people. Like some of the ones you thought would be, you know, fantastic were terrible. And some of the ones that, well, the one you thought would be terrible would be great. But I think that's the main thing I'd take away from this. Um, I wrote this line down, but for the life of me, I cannot remember this. You messed with the wrong white girl? Who said that? Lashana. Yeah, it sounds like a Lashana line, doesn't it? You messed with the wrong white girl? That was her? (laughs) Yeah, because Gwen ended up, at that moment, Gwen hit Courtney, and she's like, that's for the oatmeal. And then that, that oh okay that I thought you were talking about she was referring to herself like you missed with the wrong white girl okay now it makes a little bit more sense <laughs> probably why I wrote it down I'm like that's a funny line glad you pay attention <laughs> Jared what about you any standouts other than Tyler well I love any moment that Chef's involved in, in challenges or the show um, and this adds referee uniform is added to his repertoire for costume changes here <laughs> Um, like you said, the the revolving door plays of somebody coming on and immediately being sent back off, I find that really funny. There was a great moment with Sadie where she walks onto the field and she waves and immediately she's hit and sent back off. Um, all the, like, Duncan stuff and, like, the fact that he learned his strategies in Juvie, like, I love that that plays into his character. The poking him with a stick, which just reminds me of in Friends when they poke ugly naked guy across the street to make sure he's still alive. Um, I thought was a nice touch. And then just, I suppose, the um, challenge prowess of, of the killer bass somehow scraping through here, I thought was fun to kind of see them them finally get a win. And throughout the whole thing, I was loving to the canned cheering, which was like exactly the same every single time. Um, at any moment that something happened, you could tell that they're just playing the same audio again. I thought that was really intentionally funny. <laughs> Yeah, the, the yeah, the ooh yeah, ooh. <laughs> it's so, and you can see like they're mouthing it with different characters each time. You yeah, on both try. try. <laughs> Basically, Lindsay was everybody at that at that point in time. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that could have used the uh, the Total Drama Islands version of the Wilhelm scream, uh, mm. the Wilhelm yell, or something. But yeah, I think that there is just some fun stuff going on. I think that. You know, Cody taking the shot for Gwen in the in the Nether regions. I think that's like a fun slow mo. Um, obviously, we also get outside of the challenge, we get stuff between Tyler and Lindsay really blossoming as well. Um, and then Heather's line of dodge this as she throws a canoe on him, and <laughs> um, magically her bruises are gone in that under in that time that she was gone. Um, oh, I love the line. Uh, when Tyler gets back and Courtney's like, you, she could, you could have been telling her all our secrets. She was trying to get them out of you, and she's just like hand puppeting to herself. <laughs> yeah, the hand puppet's great. <laughs> Lindsay, the star of every episode to my, in my book. I'm starting to get your appreciation. Still not my favorite character, but I'm starting to get it. Who is uh, four episodes in? Oh, it's really is tough. It I mean, Gwen's one? right. Yeah, no, Gwen's right up there for me. Um, I, I think Owen has... I still go back to what I say in the... Uh, I think it was our first episode. 
Owen will have like these jokes that just come out of nowhere. We like I didn't expect this, but when they resort too much on just the the toilet humor or the gross out humor or having him burp or fart or something like that, you know, it doesn't doesn't carry the same gravitas. Farting doesn't carry the same gravitas as uh, the uh, unintentional, ambiguously gay jokes that uh, occasionally pop up with him. But uh, no, I mean Gwen's just a great character all around, and um, I, I think that. Th- just everything that's starting with this alliance and the backstabbing and everything. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if the guys get in on this because at this point, it, it really seems to be all the girls fighting. I think it it's starting to vary, I think. Um, I think definitely throughout the show, it obviously, you know, throughout this different series, that definitely comes true. I think that as the show itself is getting its groundwork kind of going, I think we'll see a lot more people come into the play. I think we're still in the early stage where there's like 20-something people still out there, so it's hard to manage who's kind of working into the game and stuff. Obviously, mm. not everyone's going to be this kind of Heather player, but I think that we'll get different players in the mix, and I think that, you know, it won't just be these three girls that are just kind of doing their own thing and everyone else is just puppets or, or, or pawns in their game or something like that. Uh but I, I think the show will progress. I think it does progress in terms of like the relationships and the social dynamics and also the strategic kind of plays that work out. And I think that you'll see that even in some of the tribal councils and how things go down. I think especially next episode, we'll really see how the voting and things like that come into play as a part of the game as well. And then this time kind of in leading into the very obvious um, elimination ceremony, I did note that they did actually start to mention the votes because I know you had some questions on last mm-hmm. week's episode. Like, are they voting or, or is it just like a, a name out of the hat or something like that? Like, But now that you can kind of see in these kind of episodes that votes are coming into play, um, probably safely to assume that the first three have been unanimous. Um, maybe, I don't know. But yeah, so obviously no is gone because he did literally nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh... see, th- uh, this is this is where I'm really torn on it because, again, I appreciate the the cleverness of this happens in. You know, we started this episode as many have the most dramatic campfire ceremony yet, and then it literally ends with, "All right, so it wasn't the most dramatic campfire ceremony yet," you know. But like, I get the the humor in them doing that, but. It's just, uh, I, I was, in a way, I was really holding out hope that we would have gotten this incredible twist of, you know, oh, this person came out of nowhere. And I know we're, we're probably going to have stuff like that coming up soon, like real big surprise votes. But I just feel like this would have been a great episode to throw something like that in there. Having said that, when the episode is like the last two episodes where it is 90% challenge, you don't have as much story to build towards any type of surprise vote or backstabbing. You know, we're still, I think, only getting the hints at alliances and, you know, backstabbing and stuff like that at this point. But I, a pretty clever idea of let's give you a meaningless vote after building up is the most dramatic ever, but it just sort of fell flat. In a way, I was kind of upset. Although, you know, I was getting really nervous for my pick Heather there for a second. Oh, you're on edge. I was. I was on the edge of my seat. It, well, it gets most dramatic for you then, just not for everyone else. Yeah, exactly. I think that 
there are times where some of these votes really don't play out. I think that has to play into the fact that this is like a kid show first, which we we really don't know whether it's a kid, teens or young adults well, show, which we still debate. Um, let me ask that question because, you know, I, I don't know if we addressed this uh, in the last couple of weeks, but uh, apparently this is edited in America, which is weird because the Cartoon Network airs some pretty, you know, not super raunchy stuff, but I mean, they do have more adult skewing animation and this coming from Teletoon, which is like the Canadian uh, cartoon network, which to me, I always thought skewed more child friendly. And I find out that there's a lot of stuff that's edited out because it was considered too controversial or too mature. And I'm actually curious to know if, you know, either of you have seen the original edits and also are our edits even matching up? Because if this was edited in America, I mean, you know, I'm watching this on Netflix Canada. Am I getting the original Canadian version? I don't know. I am not familiar. I did not know that it was edited. In America. I didn't know that there was a difference. I just assumed Canadian produced, blah, blah, blah. And then, then they re-showed it in America. I was not familiar with the... Um, so I don't know, maybe Jared was, but... No, neither. I feel like all our... Uh, cuts that we're watching are probably exactly the same time. So, though I feel it's only the um, the whole ending and and different alternate winners um, that seem kind of like the big changes um, nation to nation, and we kind of all got the same uh, winner edit. I'm trying to find it here. Um, I know I didn't make this up, but <laughs> yes, you did. Oh, Jamie, you haven't even watched this yet. Uh, she would love this episode. <laughs> to be continued next week, see if I could find uh, the uh, information on the editing of this or what has been edited out. But it's just, it seems weird to me. I mean, for the most part, Canadian TV, at least our network TV, is a lot, um, I guess, less restricted than uh, American network TV. I mean, you can do a lot more on Canadian network TV. You could say a lot more. You could show a lot more, uh, which maybe that's the reason. But I just, I figured that Cartoon Network being a cable network, even if it was for kids, that they wouldn't have cut so much stuff out of it. Yeah, I don't know what was cut. Um, maybe, well, maybe the world may never know. Um, but in terms of, well, like, kind of what the point that I was trying to make before about like it being a show for younger audience it's a kid's show well i'm just saying in terms of like i don't think that the show is going to go heavy-handed on terms of things like strategic votes and and alliances and so as much as we're and i think that there is strategic stuff and and i'm saying the alliances aren't useless and aren't relevant i just think that there may not be as much emphasis on in every episode about it and i don't think like in survivor we'll get that through line of you know, teams working together and people breaking apart and recoming, they're kind of connecting and stuff like that. So I think some of the issues in terms of continuity, in terms of the story of telling, I think that you'll you'll probably find some errors in terms of things that you're like, oh, that there's no story from last episode. Like this is kind of a standalone thing. So I definitely I did find it here. Season. Oh, go ahead, season Jared. That um, it becomes more. Um, it's still strategy light, but it definitely becomes more strategy heavy season to season. I think as the audience is more familiar with uh, the format and what's going on um, and like the introduction of, of new twists and whatnot later on, it definitely 
builds on kind of this first season being fairly um, loosely strategic, I would say. Just on the uh, the edits here, so Cartoon Network needed to hit a PG rating, and I guess the PG rating in Canada has different restrictions than a PG rating in America. Uh, so animation is never really altered. They're not cutting things. What they're mostly doing is changing dialogue, uh, which apparently causes some lip syncing errors in with the animation. Uh, and usually, that doesn't even say occasionally, it says usually uh, it sounds like the voice actors went back to change their words. Uh, tones and sentences would sound different or the lip syncing would be off. Uh, an original trailer for Total Drama Island Cartoon Network on the top left-hand screen is rated TVPGDLS, which the D stands for Mild Suggestive Dialogue, um, and the L stands for Infrequent Coarse Language, and the S for Some Sexual Situations. But I guess a lot of what they edit out is like, oh, that's a little bit too sexually suggestive. So you have the voices of like, uh, you know, Gwen, you're being such a bad person, you know, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> I feel like that's even closer to like mocking reality TV in that, like, the un- yeah. Franken biting the episodes with, with changing dialogue and, and moving stuff around. Uh, they, yeah, they really need to stop sexualizing uh, Justin in this show. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, it even fits with the theme of the the, the canned um, yes, oh yeah, that we're getting throughout the episodes as well. It just kind of works well together, these sorts of uh, splice dialogues. I got uh, uh, something more elaborated here. Uh, I don't know who who is this guy, uh, Tom McGillis. Uh, let me see, is he one of the actors? Is he a writer? He's one just of the co-creators. All right. <laughs> Just a random fan who co-created the show. Um, He's basically talking about the differences in the Canadian and U.S. version. He says, for example, in the Canadian version, they say the word suck 42 times over the course of the series, and it's way better. The Cartoon Network should be ashamed to think that kids can't hear the word sucks. So it's a lot, a lot of it is not even like sexually suggested stuff. Well, depends on your usage of the word sucks, I guess. But <laughs> a lot of it is like, let's take out the word suck or idiot or stupid or stuff like that. I'm like, is Cartoon Network, I mean, what Cartoon Network has got to have a lot of things on there that use the word suck. Is this the first time that the word suck has ever been used on the Cartoon Network? Just like, what's, what's the alternate replacement that they're using is what I want to know. Yeah, yeah, what is the replacement to sucks? <laughs> This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not good. Boy, this really is not good. <laughs> Canadian, this sucks. Uh, yeah, interesting. I, I guess uh, you're getting a more vulgar version of the show. Um, <laughs> the word sucks makes it vulgar. <laughs> yeah. I just love, too, that the creator says 42 times. He counted the uses of the word sucks. I mean, maybe it's the amount of times Cartoon Network said, yeah, okay, so we got three more sucks that you need to cut out. We caught a few that we missed the first time around. Yeah, 42 is like the max uh, limit that we were allowed to carry over or something <laughs> like that. Or there's a I'm just imagining level. them getting back the redacted script with a big black line <laughs> of every time it says sucks. I just want you to make these changes for us. 
There, there's no sucking allowed on the Cartoon Network. Light no. sipping. <laughs> the next episode is going to be so different when I watch it now. I'm going to be like, how many times do they say suck in this episode? I know. You should... We're going to have to. Let's start it. Yeah, do a count. Uh, you sadly, do a count. We do a count. Yeah, sadly, uh, you know, we've already, by the time you hear this episode, we've already recorded next week's episode. But uh, going forward, we need to do a suck count. <laughs> let's make this happen. How many sucks going forward can we find? Done. And we'll do three different ones just in case there's a stray Australian version. <laughs> this will be like on on Double uh, Seven, our Bond podcast. We um, tried to keep a, a count of like how many times does Bond sleep with somebody, how many times does Bond kill somebody, how many martinis Bond, and we would have such wildly different numbers in one episode to the next. So uh, th- there's going to be no disagreement. This isn't going to be oh no, you missed that sucky myth. This is literally going to be you know what? Apparently in Canada there are 13 sucks this week. In America there are two. In Australia somewhere in the middle, about eight. Yeah, I'm very interested in this suck stat. <laughs> suck count suck count I'm not doing that (laughs) alright in the most in what was the most dramatic podcast ever I think uh, we've exhausted the episode Uh, we've talked more about uh, cursing and sucks and vulgar language than we have the dodgeball Um, so let's just end it here um Colin, you're going to bin it, right? Yeah. You guys almost swayed me because I think there was a lot of the character development in this. But again, I mean, if I'm sitting down to watch the show, I don't think that I'm like, oh, there was such great character development in how they threw that ball. I mean, it was just a one-note episode to me. So I'm still going to bin this because I bin last week's episode. But I think there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, An upcoming episode might win me over. Or it might suck. Who knows? Not, 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 not in America. <laughs> Jared, what are you going to do? I am going to buy it because I do think it's one of the best challenges of the season. Um, it's just fun. And I feel like the juvenile humor in there is at the level that I can tolerate and find funny. We haven't like kind of uh, crossed the line uh, fully, which will definitely happen uh, later in the show. Spoiler alert. But um, I think it's a, a nice uh, send-off to Noah. I feel like has this, like, cult status with the fan base that I, I will never really understand. Um, but uh, I just think overall it's just a really fun episode. Um, and, Colin, I'm going to outnumber you again, and I'm going to join Jared in the bye. Um... Can, before we wrap this up, could, could you explain, Jared, when you talk about this cult status? Of, like, is that a thing? Noah, of all people? Yeah, I feel like like maybe it's more ironic than anything else. Um, but I suppose people just appreciate his couldn't be bothered attitude, um, thinking that everything sucks, um, or, or that <laughs> that everything's not great if you're watching in America. Um, I think the sarcasm probably uh, translates a lot, and, and probably is something that resonates with um, a lot of the teenage audience for the show. I would say. And quick, I just thought of this now as you were kind of at, mentioning the fan base. Um, so the show, we talked about the show, does a lot of um, returning player seasons, pretty much. And so a lot of the people you'll see here will come back on later seasons. Um, and I just wanted to quickly run through, Colin, in your eyes, um, 
do you think Ezekiel, Eva, and Noah return in a future season? I don't know what purpose. I mean, Eva would be a great idea to have somebody return. So I'm, I'm going to guess out of those three, it's going to be Eva. All right. Good to know. And I'm still holding my winner pick at this point, Heather. Oh, yes. Your winner pick still in it. Uh, we'll talk more about your winner yeah. pick next episode, which we haven't seen yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like and subscribe and listen to everything on the Oz Network. Uh, all the Star Wars coverage is out. Uh, and other things that I don't participate in are coming out soon. So listen to those. And let us know in the comments of this episode what Total Drama Island character you would be like in Dodgeball. Uh, that's it for us. I'm Rusty and uh, I got hit by Dodgeball. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.